calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me in the studio today is CJ Gibson. What's up? And James Duggan is back, everybody. Boom. Here we go. Here it comes. Assault. Sean Finnegan and Fran Mirabella will return shortly. Fran is out on a thing. Sean is sick. On a thing. He was almost on the show. Yeah, he's taking a vacation. He took a personal day. Okay. He does that once in a while. That's allowed. (laughs) Oh, let him. Uh, so on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, what we thought of the Bungie Weekly Update this week. We're going to talk about whether or not we should be worried about Bungie as a studio and what we thought about the Masterworks armor and raid updates that we got in the update this week. But first, let's go over some of the news. So Bungie has an uphill battle with Destiny 2, and according to an analyst for Wall Street, the game is currently seeing series-low stream numbers on Twitch as it's sitting around four to 7,000 concurrence on Twitch versus fourteen to 17,000 for Destiny 1 just one year ago. Oof. He credits fan concerns over the newly implemented systems and stiff competition from games like Tom Clancy's The Division and Warframe. Now, in more positive news, Bungie did reveal some positive adjustments to Destiny 2, including purchasable weapons for the upcoming Iron Banner and Raid, as well as Masterworks armor around the corner. The changes will take place before the new Iron Banner, which starts on January 30th. Also, the Raid will be getting drops at each encounter, including exotics that are not tied to quests, and they will allow you to get both normal and prestige drops should you have to run the difficult, the more difficult versions of the Raid. This all comes along with Masterworks armor, which we are going to be getting, and they allow for some exciting new mods to be added to the armor sets. The Tease mods showed a 25% damage boost to solar abilities in the raid, and of course, the Masterworks base perks reduce damage by 3% when casting a super. As for Iron Banner, it will end its run on February 6th, so be sure to get in on the control goodness for your chance at the new armor ornaments or the weapons, which include the hand cannon, scout, and shotgun. 
There is no doubt that Destiny and Bungie have an uphill battle with the game, but it's nice to see some changes happening so quickly. It's been 1,235 days since the vault's been fixed. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about that analyst report. And there really is the vault. Yeah. Uh, so, I didn't see that detail in there. That was missed. Yeah. Um, hmm. I just wrote it down on this piece of paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. And on this number that I'm going to leave up for the entire show. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to talk about should we be worried about Bungie? And uh, there was this analyst report that came out. A CNBC, he's just a Wall Street analyst who seems mm. to know a lot about Bungie and uh, the Destiny situation. Uh, he says Destiny's in trouble. He says that the franchise is seeing serious low stream numbers, as I stated, four to 7,000 recently versus Destiny 1 a year ago. Destiny 1, one year ago, was seeing fourteen to 17,000 trials. Mm-hmm. He notes that the division and Warframe – are competition that shouldn't be ignored. What do you guys think? Should we be worried about Bungie and Destiny as a game, as a company? Yeah, I mean, like long term for sure. I think, you know, thinking about how you, you know, come up with a three on the box next time, I think that's what everybody's worried about. Oof. Um, yeah, right now, yeah, thinking about, you know, Warframe and Division, and a bunch of people are mentioning that in the comment section. Are you guys playing much of those? Nope. I popped. I tried. I yeah. Think, yeah. That was like the natural progression after I uninstalled Destiny. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have not played. I've not played. Time. I haven't played. Uh, I don't plan on playing, uh, even with these updates. Um, but I think a lot of them are great. Anyway, we'll get to that. But that's interesting. But so I did. Your window for getting back into Destiny, you think, is kind of closed. It's right? gone until there's a big, big push. Gotcha. Um, I, I'm, I'm but, honestly excited about the Iron Banner stuff. We'll talk about that a little sure. bit more yeah. in the show. Uh, I still stream it every Tuesday. Twitch.tv slash Dash Channel. Of course, YouTube.com slash Fireteam. Why are you pointing to me when you still that? Uh, well, I'm I was always talking watching to you. Streams Destiny. <laughs> and then I'm going fan. over here. Exactly. Great. Um, yeah, because uh, I want to talk with the, the community directly about what's going on with the game. And that's a, where we talk about your comments, which we're going to do on the show Ooh. today. But we additionally address them live on Fireteam Chat now every Tuesday at 8. So be sure to check that out. Duggan, huh. back to your point. Yes, uh, uh, The Division. I jump back in and try to check it out. Uh, the thing that I couldn't get past, and I know you also had a problem with this, yes. is there's this dissonance between the realistic environment, realistic weapons, uh, this like tactical New York feel. Um, you feel like you're playing Rainbow Six Siege in a sense, like in terms of just the aesthetics. And then you're emptying like 30 rounds of uh, 12 gauge into somebody's face and they're like gaining health. Yeah, not on a monster. Losing not on a monster. Sure. Just on some random sure. dude with a vest. And, and, this, and this was like one of the core problems that I was actually kind of able to get past when I initially started playing, but this stopped me from experiencing all the awesome systemic reworks that are apparently part of the division. It's not something I'm interested in jumping back into. I will say... The world is still fantastic, though. Yeah, so this was this is a trailer for their big update if you're watching the visual version. Uh, everybody's been kind of talking about how this kind of is reinvigorating their interest in the product. I hop back in on PC. I'm like, oh, I need to learn the game. I'll start over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I forgot about the grind to get yeah. everything set up again. I don't know if I'm going to hop back into the vision like I thought. I could check out my Xbox character. I had two days gameplay game time. Yeah, I yeah. played this game for two days worth of time. That's like 50 hours total, I think. And I don't remember how to do anything. I don't remember the story. Right. I don't remember any of the characters. Yep. So that's that's one thing that's a little hollow. And that's interesting because it's effectively what's happening with Destiny 2 with a lot of people who potentially came to the franchise for the first time happened with me in Division. Now, mm-hmm. like I'm a big first-person shooter guy. So when I got into Division, I felt like the mechanics were a little bit clunky. I wasn't feeling like you said, you know, you're, you're emptying 50 million shots into some random guy with yeah. a suit. And you're like, okay, I can suspend disbelief if that's an alien but yep. why is this guy's and, black jacket best yeah. allowing and, and moreover million shots? moreover i feel like it just doesn't feel good 
Yeah. I, I, I will maintain that I don't think it feels uh, good in terms of a third-person shooter. Yeah. I don't think it's a fluid game to play. Yeah. I do. I don't doubt, having looked at and experimented with some of the set bonuses, that they're excuse me <clears throat> getting to a place where they are finally like nailing the RPG progression on the head yeah. and figuring out what they can do to incentivize people to go after this crazy loot. But again, everything you're getting from a loot perspective is like a nylon vest. Mm-hmm, and yeah. an M16. And, and, and there's definitely a dissonance there in terms of like the RPG progression versus the fact that it's a shooter, including that it's realistic. That's why I wasn't able to get into it. Yeah, me too. Um, which will be to the disappointment I know to a lot of viewers because I do hear really good things. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's go back to the main question I asked. Uh, should we be worried about Bungie and Destiny? We were talking about this off the air in the office. It's yeah. just like, what is Bungie going to do? We saw that Reddit report this week where players took a 10% sample size of the audience and it is plummeting yeah like the player base mm-hmm. is very low duggan's on installed the game i'm still playing it tons of streamers we talked about that last yeah. week are are leaving the oh no we didn't talk about that yeah well, no that was that was yeah. something that like uh that traction this week yeah i think yeah. like uh Dado and obviously holtzman and a few other ones who, who they mentioned That's huge. i think in the, re- in the report the, yeah, yeah. In the report mm-hmm. um so yeah when you actually think about you know those guys situation i i would hate to be uh in in their situation Dado especially like it's done so much for content yeah. creation in the game yeah. um and to have literally all that stuff which you would expect to happen in destiny 2 just all of a sudden to not be there yeah. That that is something that again, like I I can't relate to. Obviously, we do a show, uh, but our core function at IGN is not fire team chat. Like we sure. do, you know, miscellaneous other jobs. So if you're a and streamer, man, and stuff, that's, I watched that's I watched Dado's stuff very frequently. It was very informative. Yeah. It's interesting, even if you're not playing about the analytics of weapon yeah. damage, yeah. And things like that. yeah, yeah. It's super interesting. Like that min max stuff falls squarely into the realm of of sure world shooters and RPGs. And yeah. he did a fantastic job with that. And I actually think like I'm not worried about Bungie. I am super worried about Destiny 2. I think that's the kiss of death. I remember – but I will remember Diablo 3 about late 2012. A lot of folks like uh, Force StarCraft 2 Gaming um, and a lot of other Diablo 3 folks were like, this game is not engaging. I'm moving on to other content. And that's and a pretty did. natural progression. And they ended up coming back to Diablo 3. Yeah. So I think we're kind of going into a, a lull, a period of lessened um, content, lessened visibility. And I hope we can come out of it. With a big new expansion, a big kind of blockbuster yeah. thing to get people back into the game, and then all of the minutia that they're working on on a weekly, week in, week out basis is what keeps people around. Yeah, that's that's what I said last yeah. week. To me, it's like there's been, I mean, and unfortunately for Fireteam Chat as well too. Like I want to be talking with the people who are actually playing the game and enjoying yeah. the game, and it's turned into like, you know, what's going on now, and that's what also sucks is that every time there's some kind of little you know, thing that you want it to be just right. It was even in the update. It's like, oh, there's this thing that's glitched or bugged. It's like, oh, gosh. Like, there's been too much of that. And it it's unfortunate, at least now this time, they they seem like they're getting, you know, ahead of that. I hope that that's the only thing. Mm -hmm. But that's a problem. People are concerned about that stuff. But here's what I'm going to say. I am worried about Bungie. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you F up this bad. It is so bad right now with the Destiny 2 community and Destiny 2. It's just like... How did you not recognize what players wanted from Destiny 1? How was that failed so badly? And I'm worried about them as a company because I feel like they lose uh, fan faith because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, fans don't trust you to make a good game anymore. So when your next update comes about, comes back out, you have to, you're basically at square one. Yeah. Like yeah. you've set yourself back. Moreover, moreover, Destiny 3. 
Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, like, a, what is it going to be, like a $30 update, jump back in, see all the new changes, and they've worked on this forever. Mm-hmm. And now the assumption is, because we've seen it twice before and two times forms a pattern, that when the third game comes out, it will be lacking in everything. And then I question your business model. It doesn't work. This game you're trying to make, that's this online persistent universe that is RPG. It's a collection game now. We'll get into those notes. Mm-hmm. That's the other huge thing is like, yeah. this is absolutely becoming a collection game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then that just does not vibe, and I maintain this, with the idea of a sequel release. It should be a game. It should be a platform. You should be paying a single fee, maybe paying monthly increments, whatever, uh, figuring out microtransactions that your community doesn't hate, mm-hmm. whatever you need to do to make the monetization work. I just this this doesn't work as a sequel release. But there's con- the console infrastructure too has to be kind of mm-hmm. taken into account for that, right? Like, I mean, I know you're coming from a PC background. Sure, that happens much easier on a PC. Like from a development yeah. standpoint, there's a whole other conversation about how that. fans don't care about those challenges. They don't. So, so here's what yep. I'm wondering: Absolutely. I'm concerned about yep. Bungie internally. How internally did? The decisions get made to allow Destiny 2 to end up in this state. How the hell did that happen? I think it was you trying know. to appeal to that like there's rumor, market, right? There's like, rumors about the 16-month reboot basically. Yeah. So you had 16 months to like yeah. launch Destiny 2. And my secondary question is the infrastructure that you have now built for Destiny 2, can you fix it with the way you've implemented Destiny 2 as a game, the game systems and the game engine? Yeah. Like you have a two primary system that you doubled down on and that Luke Smith has said we believe in it. Well, yeah. guess what? Everybody hates it. <laughs> how are you going to – how do you yeah. come back from that? How do you change that? Uh, I don't tough. I don't want to get too much salt because I do have some positive stuff to say. And uh, to their credit, here's the one thing that they are doing right. I thought the weekly update this week was fantastic and shout yes. out to Deej Cosmo and uh, – the new guy, yeah. DMG, Twitter <laughs> handle. I can't remember his name. It's no spirit. It's okay. Anyway, yeah. he's new. shout out to you guys. Uh, I think you did an excellent job this week. And a few things have been changing with the weekly update. You were transparent. You talked about the shader system, why it's difficult to implement. And I really, really appreciated hearing that. Don't think we're stupid. We can read your text and understand what you're saying. We got that Anthem dev hopping into Reddit and talking about the vault system. Tell us why that's challenging. (laughs) That's so funny. That is exactly what we want to hear. Do more of that. And also you talked about the raid changes. You're putting up – you're not just putting words out there. You're putting stuff into action and I hope it goes off without a hitch because you guys really need a win right now. (laughs) Um, So hopefully the Iron Banner is exciting next week and I'm excited to get back to the Iron Banner. I'm excited to play the Iron Banner next week. It is the old Destiny 1 style system. I can get that armor set that I praised because it looks so badass. Yeah, it does. It looks bad. A <laughs> it looks good on the on the show. You're right. I'm trying to keep it. You clean said, for but the kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I'm really excited. Thank you for the update. That's my perception of it. I thought it was really good. What else did I write here? Transparency is great. Yeah. The raids changes sound good. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about the update as a whole? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, positive overall. There's some yeah. things again with the thinking about the range, uh, the raid changes are good, but I question whether or not it's a little bit too much again of a departure of Destiny One. Yeah. Like when I first heard that you could potentially buy the things like on a weekly basis, I was like, okay, then basically after like you know how many items if you take that multiply by how many weeks, you're basically getting most of the items by like week eight or something. Yeah, like masterworks, that. So, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even then, it's like, okay, so then you have to then, you know, change back and forth. That's only a... Between gear sets. Yeah, between gear sets. So that's only a little thing inside sure. of it. But if you basically wanted to get, you know, every single weapon in the raid or every single armor, in theory, if they rotate it week to week, you will be able to purchase it with tokens eventually. I'm not sure how I feel about that. 
hit or miss a little bit because mm-hmm. I think it eliminates that chase that we had in Destiny 1 for like a Fatebringer, for a Vex or all that other stuff. But I understand why they did that because a lot of people got frustrated when you played that game for a year and a Galahorn didn't drop or a Fatebringer didn't drop. Yeah. It, to balance that out and figure it out, I think this is probably a step in the right direction overall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's hit or miss for me. But overall, I think, yeah, some of the perks as well as, um, yeah, just being able to get like an exotic, like that actually drops. You don't have to decrypt it. Finally, that was mm. something that at least you can get excited about if that happens right. at the end of a boss. And, and you're going to see what your friends are getting. It's going to be exciting again. We're looking at footage of the raid that CJ played and video guy crush it. Yeah. Crush um, it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like the, the, the encounters are still really, really fun. So the yes. fact that they're bringing back the excitement of the drops is a very, very smart move. Yep. I really like the prestige angle also. Yeah. Uh, Duggan, what yep. did you think of the, the update as a um, whole? I thought the update was fantastic. I think the, the standout thing there was the raid. Uh, revamps, the idea mm-hmm. that you're going to be getting raid-specific perks, all the stuff that we asked for, yep, guaranteed yep. raid drops on every single boss, mm-hmm. uh, exotics dropping. This is like RPG stuff 101. Um, and with all that said, I'm not coming back for that. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I'm going back for. Because You've done that. Should have been there. I, I've the done that. I've done, the, I've done the raid. I've done the raid on Prestige. Yeah, I had a yeah. fantastic time. I, I loved every second of it. But, man, my vault is still totally full. Yeah. Um, th- this is turning into a collection it's game. Should be and on the screen in my edit. <laughs> there are two things here. There's, uh, A, I, I disagree with you to some extent. I don't believe that being stingy with loot is a good way to extend the progression. I think mm. you can have... You can give people loot and then have more better loot, things like Masterworks, um, things like maybe you are having scaling difficulty. And if you go into like a Nightfall 2, you're getting Nightfall 2 level stuff that's slightly better. Yeah. There's that vertical mechanical progression. And the second thing is like make no qualms about it. Destiny is absolutely becoming a collection game, right? Oh, we we, we have all these yeah. these – Raid things. We have Iron Banner. We have Masterworks. We have all this stuff. We still have um, like a 1998 style inventory system with the vault. <laughs> um, and, and it's even worse because like I think when I left, my inventory was in such a state that pretty much every single thing on my person was filled. So if uh, an exotic rifle dropped, I would not be able to pick it up. It would we don't want people shooting right. into a cave. Well, do you want them standing in the tower using yeah. DIM and using Bungie.net to manage their inventory yeah. for an hour and a half before they're these, taking these are all content? These are all sharding no. blues. Right. So yeah. you're fixing the loot cave. Fix this system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and carry it over moreover. These are, these are things, this all stems from a place of you didn't learn your lesson from the first game. And it's really sad to admit, these are not things that can be addressed in the next week. These are not yeah. things that can be addressed yeah. in the next month. These are things that needed to be addressed a year ago um, uh, from a d- core development uh, cycle, basically. And we're yeah. still seeing the fallout from that, and we'll continue to see the fallout. And there, again, I, I firmly believe will be these little subtle improvements eventually getting to a point. And tell me if you've heard this story before where the game becomes a competent uh, – has competent progression, has a competent end game. And then you you have this killer expansion that brings everybody back in. Does that yeah. sound familiar to you guys? Yeah, that happened before. Mm. Oh, that's <laughs> exactly. weird. I can't put my exactly. finger on it, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this is a challenge. I think for for any game moving forward. I mean, even just thinking about Anthem, and I mean, I think that's where everybody's like, hey, just guys, delayed to 2019. Just delayed to 2019. They're obviously watching these. Uh, you know, they're, they're obviously like you know watching it unfold. I would I would mm-hmm. say. Um, you know, people are asking Good. in the comments. Yeah, exactly. People are asking us in comments. You know, hey, you guys should get into Division or Warframe or all these other games. I think for me, the challenge is the, those ships have sailed also as well, right? When you're trying to pick up a game that's already like years in, you feel like you've missed out in a bit. Anthem, sure. I think, is it's an opportunity, yeah, 
to come start from scratch. If we if we follow that game from the beginning and are into that from day one, and it seems like it has this kind of progression and this kind of system that you enjoy, I think I will, yeah, try to do that. But to get into Warframe and stuff like that right now, it's a little tricky. You make an excellent point. Won't Destiny suffer from that same challenge when they finally revamp the game to a point where it's competent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like and moreover, if I can yeah. jump in on that, I think I think something that is a robbing Peter to pay Paul scenario and I, I kind of always have mixed feelings about are limited time exclusives. Yeah. Uh, as an example, World of Warcraft. Here we go. James Duggan <laughs> on the Fireteam chat needs to bring up 2018. Yeah. It had to you, happen. You can bring up Destiny with the Xbox exclusives. Sure. Like, but, yeah. but, time, but, but uh, what I mean is limited exclusives like, hey, we're running Iron Banner Season 2. You have two weeks to log in and get everything, especially when we had that – proto system where you didn't it was just random um you feel like you've missed out there's a fear of of missing out when that fear becomes realized and now i the reason i'm out of destiny and not really jumping back in is like i have to go look at all the stuff i've missed Uh, that's kind of a downer they did bring that stuff they are saying they're going to put that in the loop pool though from season one okay with specific games so i mean they're making steps in the right direction they're using ornamentation as opposed to just yeah you can't get that And, and i'm i'm not a fan of being rushed into trying to get something right um like the season two aesthetic rewards, mm-hmm. I still have to see a big bright engram revamp unless I totally missed that because I was under a rock. There, there is some of that as well. They're going to potentially put bright engrams as a reward just rather than like gaining XP for it. So there's going to be a potential direct path to yeah. bright engrams. And that was the reason yeah. why people were upset about the mm-hmm. donning, right? You yeah. couldn't actually potentially dive into a loop pool that had a lot of that stuff. And it was the only way right. to get that stuff. I think limited and- time rewards are great with the caveat that there is a clear progression to get it and it should be one or two at most. Yes. It should be like big. It should be like great examples in World of Warcraft's 10th anniversary. They had, hey, go back into Molten Core, mm-hmm. run this super old raid. We've updated none of the mechanics, but it's still going to be hard. And you go in there and you get this massive fiery Corehound mount mm-hmm. and that's it. And you feel good because like it took me two days to knock that out uh, and I got the mount and it was fun. And that was a cool event, and I look back on it fondly. It wasn't like, hey, go into Molten Core, and you have a chance to maybe yeah. get a drop. Yeah. And then I missed it. Here, it here's the interesting sort of fascinating thing I'm experiencing right now, being on the show. You've been gone, what, two, three weeks from Destiny? Yeah. And you're not aware of all or, these more changes so because yeah. right? I, I've not been keeping them. up. I do not. You've lost him. Yeah. He's gone. See you. How are you yeah. going to get him back? You know? Yeah, I mean, and the, and the development update was a great update. There's lots of changes coming. That I mean, some of those things that you're concerned with, and – Mm. Yeah, that that is a huge challenge for them. That's where I go. So, and the other thing that we haven't talked about very much that again I think we get excused of only talking about is PvP. There's a whole section of the community oh, yeah. when you mention the Twitch Not numbers. Fun. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. PvP is largely the thing that kept those Twitch numbers high with trials. It'd be and, like if yeah, it'd be like if, go into it. It'd be like if IGN stopped doing news. That's your bread and butter. Why right. would you break that? So or reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now yeah. with that, it's like I think that's the other thing that's going to happen is these raid works are very positive. Uh, a lot of these changes to banner and if like crimson doubles come up, positive. But but there was a part in Destiny One where you're like, okay, cool, I got all these weapons made from the raid. Now I'm going to go test them out in PvP mm-hmm. or trials or all this stuff, and you're not doing that anymore. So yeah. it's a huge part of the game that is just not. To be clear, I, I you've lost me momentarily, but I'm still willing to come back when I see that just about every box that I had an issue yes. with is ticked mm-hmm. off, and I've become much more zen about this. You sit across I've, from me. You're good. It, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I jumped back into Rainbow Six Siege. I kind of had a lull with that game initially, and then they yeah. fixed a bunch of stuff. And I've become really zen about getting back into games that I have no longer engaged with and being okay with having missed out on some stuff. But yeah. 
hey, it's good. Now's the time to play it. Yeah. Um, and boy, I just hope you can translate this into a third iteration of Destiny, or maybe it's just Destiny 2, that lasts for a much longer time because ultimately there is still a timer, as if you were playing Majora's Mask that is counting down yeah. to <laughs> all your stuff is going away. Yeah. So none of this really matters um, in, in a long-term progression standpoint. Yeah. I didn't mean to speak for you before. Sorry about sure. that. But oh, no let me ask you about yeah. what do you think about the Masterworks armor and Raid Perk armor? Sure. So like uh, that 25% damage boost to solar attacks. I mean, that stuff sounds really cool to me. And I yep. like the 3% damage resistance that's going to be on all of the Masterworks sets. Yep. I mean, it sounds like, uh Yeah. They want you to feel powerful. They want you to feel like a god. This is definitely going They're getting to make there. you yes. feel This is the powerful. first perk that I've seen that I'm like, yes. I now, want that. With the caveat that it's exclusive to the Leviathan raid. Yeah. Um, and that, right. that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's better than nothing. <laughs> but I think in an ideal world, you progress through the game's hardest content and you get these things that fundamentally break your character and now they're super interesting and engaging and you're, mm-hmm. you are so powerful and yeah. you're going back to places like, um, the EDZ and you're one shotting everything and you feel like you've actually vertically progressed in this game because destiny two is not a game where you vertically progress. Yeah. Maybe that's another fundamental issue, but yeah. I would love a 25% solar damage buff across the board for PVE content. CJ brought up that that would invalidate strikes and knife falls to which I say, um, have increased difficulty where you start, you need to start yeah. going on that. Destiny one. Yeah. yeah. More like, incentives. You know, and, you and know the, where I farmed my quest? Cosmodrome because I had vertical progression in Destiny yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. And that was the thing. Like when Destiny one, you played like even the campaign elements, there was like regular and hard. There was a different cap. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's some of the thing, especially when you come out of the raid and you have like max light. Why doesn't the rest of the world, once you hit that light scale to like 20 above to offer a little bit of difficulty? I, I think these are some of the challenges that they're having catering to the casual and then appealing to the hardcore. I, I don't know the answer, but you're right. Like those, are you should. Right? I, I think the answer for me, and obviously this is up to the designer. You're but like, very hardcore. Though. I'm, I'm super hardcore, but but the the answer for me is that look at him. <laughs> I'm super hardcore. Sorry, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm super. I'm super hardcore. No, I like I I when I decide I'm going to go in on a game, I go in 110. percent But yeah. I think that. When I initially dabbled in games like World of Warcraft, I was not that player. You take the casual dabbler, you entice them with interesting gameplay, which Destiny has more than enough of, mm-hmm. and then you really lure them into becoming this fanatic about your game yeah. with things like rewarding in-game progression. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the answer for me. There seems to be a lot of confusion um, in the game development world, and granted, I'm not a game developer, so like obviously them trying this out is valid, and they tried it out, and it failed, I think. So I, I think that lends more validity to the idea that you should always be trying to have aspirational gameplay. You should always be trying to have a new guy see a total pro and be like, whoa, how do I get all this stuff? Um, how do I be like that guy? And that is the ultimate hook to get you to play more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, that's what all I want to say. Susie, do you have any final points? No, I mean, uh, we could I was maybe transition over to the questions next. Great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, just as a total like final comment, I think, yeah, you're right about a lot of that stuff. And and again, we're mostly talking about PVE here because this is what they're releasing. So all the stuff that's basically, uh, you know, conversations around PVE, I really want to see that kind of stuff in PVP. Mm-hmm. The challenge is, I think, uh, looking at what you thought Destiny 2 was going to be, and what it is, there's a very big disconnect there. You know, 4v4, uh, you know, there's going to be competitive and the weapons are going to be balanced. There's no random rolls. At first, I think a lot of people were excited, like, oh, it's going to be this competitive thing. But when you see Overwatch League and you see what a competitive game looks like, mm-hmm. 
Destiny 2 is not a competitive multiplayer game, like from a PvP standpoint. So yeah. from that standpoint, make the game fun. Make yeah, it I think about being fun is more important. Is than being more important because yeah, because that's the thing that kept everybody alive within trials and all that stuff. It, it wasn't necessarily a, a major competitive mode, but you felt competitive playing it, and so I think mm-hmm. that's uh, what needs to happen yep. for the rest of it. So. Yeah, so we had uh, some strong comments on last week's episode, so we're going to address some of them on the show today. And I feel like that was uh, in part because of my headline. I was trying <laughs> yeah. to get entice people to watch the episode. Uh, maybe it was a little bit too strong. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. saying don't be angry. I wasn't saying any of that. Yeah, I think uh, you used so the wrong I, word Yeah, very yeah. simply. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the people who watched the episode got what we were saying the people who started it but didn't finish it yep. may may have missed a little bit and thought that we were saying you were doing something wrong yeah and, uh, and that's not that was not my intention and i addressed it on twitter yeah so. and, and there was a few people i think yeah who left those kind of comments and some people yeah. were just like saying hey um you know hey i just watched the first six minutes of the episode and was just like i kind of stopped i'm like yeah. oh, okay well th- i think some of that is yeah that's fair, the opening comments and yeah that's fair i think what i will say is thinking about how difficult it's probably been for Bungie to communicate, words are very much a huge part of an interpretive thing that happens. And I think what when we said negative... I meant like don't send death threats to the developers. (laughs) Yeah. So negative, like, yeah, has to me a connotation of, I guess, maybe looking at the comments, a very widespread, uh, you know, line of action versus negative to most of the people in the comments like, hey... They should have done this. They should have done this. I paid my money. I, yeah. Like I'm really unhappy. That's negative. The negative, that's I think, that, what you should do. I, 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 yeah, I, valid, I think. Right? I think very simply, like you guys screwed up and used a word that didn't mean what you were intending. Hundred percent. So yeah, I, I have no qualms. Yeah, apologizing to say, hey, you know, that and, was not. The and moreover, but. being negative in the comments section, um, I think disliking any of our video content based on the subject matter instead of the video is totally okay. Yeah. Like this is a place for discussion. This is a place for ideas. Yeah. This is a place for feedback. This is a like a lightning rod where we can take all of this stuff and hopefully reach the developer with it. I actually appreciated the feedback from the fans. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess my headline wasn't that great. I can actually use that. Like I have to like shorten it to a certain length and I tried to make my point quickly. And uh, yeah, I'm like, all right, okay, well clearly I didn't get the message across that I was going for. So I will adjust that in the future. And we're going to read some of the comments right now. Like negative said, wait for real. I thought they had to disclose being paid by a company. Maybe it's ad deals, so it's okay to not disclose. I don't get paid by Bungie. Anything. <laughs> Mega nine twelve. <laughs> yeah, you said that. Yeah, so that's a oh, thing. that was a Mega nine twelve. Yeah. yeah. So basically, like that again. Uh, that comes to the surface. We brought PC Doug on the show to yeah. lay the salt yeah. down, you know, so everybody realized. But yeah, that's what happens. Then when we're trying to articulate the toxicity mm. and flooding somebody's personal Twitter feed yeah. with like death threats or like they're commenting about something and you just turn it into like, why haven't you fixed the game? <clears> like <throat> it borderlines on harassment. So sure. that's what we're talking about. We're not saying, oh, don't be negative to Bungie. Shield your feedback from them. Uh, and be sure you check out the Lineage 2 beta coming this to your mobile device. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. That's like the, the most yeah, amazingly like... sponsored game of all time. They're paying everybody to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so – yeah, so there's some stuff like that that I totally appreciate, and, and people are valid with their their concerns and stuff like that. Um, I don't want I don't know if you want to read all the negatives. I did put one or two more in there. That was basically a couple people. I couldn't that, get through six minutes of this without feeling just need to stop. <laughs> so complete transparency. I haven't watched the full video. You guys are coming from a point that is completely off base. So, so that, based off the headline, it sounds like yes, and, and the opening statements. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, and, and yeah, I hope you watched the rest of the episode. I, that's on me. Yeah, uh, but it. also to, to talk about, to potentially uh, validate this guy's point and why he would have, 
you know, it, it, it's silly for those of us who have met developers and seen that they're just people who are trying to do their absolute best. Yeah. Um, and at IGN, we got a, we get a lot of negativity around some of our yeah. content and like sometimes we screw up. It happens. Mm-hmm. I think the frequency that Bungie has screwed up would suggest to some gamers, um, some maliciousness. And I think for just the pure amount that they have screwed up and the frequency that they have screwed up, I think is basis for that. And I don't think it's entirely unreasonable. Do I personally believe that there is some Bungie employee who is trying to like make you feel as though you've regret your pur- purchase? Absolutely not. Yeah. They're, they are trying to provide you with the best experience so you will buy their next game. It's a very simple thing. They can, they can rob Peter to pay Paul with, the Eververse and microtransactions right now, that's going to affect their future sales and that's a poor yeah. business strategy. Yeah. So it's okay that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I just like don't be upset when we don't share your uh, opinion that there is some kind of malicious intent behind their actions. Yeah, because I think that's a thing you look at uh, you know, the tin hat, everybody's like, okay, I'm going to take off my theory hat, you know, and, and mm-hmm. go there. Uh, that is the challenge when you think about all the things that could happen in the studio. You don't know. So a lot of the times we're talking speculation. And when you're talking speculation, the rabbit hole is very, very deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it can, going back to what you were saying, they have made a lot of things and said some stuff that that indicates they mm. have heard like the yeah. a path to bright engrams we're going to change up the dawning so and they're doing it in a very open way where they're being they're not saying sorry but they're coming and saying hey guys listen we hear you we're making these changes they take you know I, some time so i want to read the rest go. of this guy's comment true. he says the development team has been preying on ignorance addiction presence of disposable income and the assumed ignorance or stupidity of the consumer base that they won't find out what they're doing like the xp throttling etc this is a trend and it's all in bad faith is what he goes on to say now the reason that's dangerous is because he is not alone yeah a lot I, of people I, feel like they've been preyed on i don't a, i don't necessarily disagree like when you uncover yeah. Yeah. the fact that yeah. there there's the system that is, is incentivizing you to spend money because they're uh, throttling your drops, they're throttling uh, your tokens, yeah. and you have this insane amount of feedback, and people are like, "What the heck are you doing?" Yeah. We just like destiny gated, like we just found like a tape that's yeah. damning yeah. evidence, <laughs> and then you go on to update your game and, and throttle tokens. And to finish my point, whether right. or not it's true that this was done in malicious. People just believe that now. Right. Yeah. So you, Bungie, need to fix that perception somehow. Yep. I don't know how you're yeah. going to win back the faith because I don't know. How do you, how do you, like, if that's Explain true, that to somebody outside, how yeah. do you get that back? And maybe, yeah. and maybe that was yeah. the thing that, the like, contextually inside that they were yeah. like, okay, maybe this will be okay because we need this fix to do this because we can't fix the idea of chess respawning. We don't have the resources to fix that bug. So this is a temporary solution. Understand that the perception outside doesn't have the context of your internal discussions and logic. And which when you present something shader, like that, right. Which is why the shader talks yeah. so good this week. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. I, I'll, Boom, Boom H has a lengthy comment. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that I address actually on the yeah. stream on Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 8, YouTube.com. And, and I can yeah. summarize it. Basically, yeah. he was saying the same thing. Like when there's a whole bunch of stuff behind Eververse and there's a bunch of indirect paths, so there's no way to actually get it. Uh, the weird thing is that like I agree with a lot of what he's saying and I reply yeah. to his comment. The funny thing is you think about what Bungie has created with Destiny and this is where I go back and forth on the Ray Drop thing. There's a part of you that was excited about that chance. Yeah. To me like the Bungie's development of Destiny 1 is very different because every other game is like oh you have a path to progression. Maybe but there was a part of me that was excited about the chance. Mm-hmm. So effectively they're kind of almost removing all that because everybody's going well I want to know the details behind how the system works. I want to know if I get this if I do that. I want yeah. to know if I get this. And so like I don't know. We'll see how that plays out, right? I'm not saying it's all bad, but I think it, it removes some of those magic moments if you tell somebody, oh, by the way, you're going to get every single item now on account of just the way we've worked the system. So uh. let's take a look at some of the good comments. 
<laughs> oh, there aren't any. That's oh, all we have for this week. Until next I, time. Actually, there wasn't very many. There were a bunch of people who said, you know, hey, thanks, guys, for another Fireteam chat. And so for me personally, I think, yeah, we do the show because we genuinely enjoy Destiny, the game, are having a hard time with Destiny 2. We enjoy okay. the franchise yeah. as a whole. And so, yeah, I think... I'm excited about Iron Banner. I'm, I'm, a, I'm excited yeah. about it, too. Like, there's a lot of content creators who are expressing that that is not the case. And so, like I said, we're in a little bit of a different position where um, we have jobs at IGN. So we're, this is not our primary function. So we do do Fireteam Chat on account of just enjoying the franchise. Um, but we also want to make sure that people are engaged in watching. I think the the comments most that I've heard is, yeah, please keep doing Destiny content. Mm-hmm. If you guys talk or compare Destiny to other games, <laughs> World of Warcraft, Division, <laughs> Warframe, yeah, that's that's welcome as well too, right? Because like those are what other people are playing. So. Um, yeah, this is this is Destin's baby and he's really like created a, a unique and, and, and I think this is a one-of-a-kind audience for IGN. This yeah. is specializing into a game, reaching out to audience audiences making a connection with them that i don't think are necessarily present on some of our other shows well, it's the only one and That's right and so this is a very special we, we, thing we tried it with division you and i right yeah. but uh not my name th- says not my name says uh yes play the division and talk about it for a week until there's some positive news regarding destiny 2 mm-hmm. and i totally agree yeah. i i think that i personally this will be the last time that I will appear on Fireteam Chat until <laughs> I play the game again because I, I feel that's only fair to the viewers, right? I'm not going to come in here and claim expertise when I'm not in there on the, with my boots in the mud, like yep. figuring out the the trials and tribulations that you guys are experiencing. But with that said, like I, I wonder if this audience is also interested in things like Sea of Thieves, things like The Division, mm-hmm. things like Anthem. And I think that's something we want to experiment with more in the future. A lot like Datto. Like Datto's not going to give up making YouTube content. He's fantastic. He's, He's going to go on to a, a, yeah. a bigger, better game. Mm-hmm. And until Destiny 2 can get to that spot, that's something that I think we also want to check out with Fireteam Chat. If you have any comments on that or any feelings about that, and you want to be like, no, keep it just to Destiny. How dare you with that heresy? Let <laughs> so, us know. Last week, Thursday, I actually did play The Division for that exact purpose to mm. compare it to destiny 2 i don't remember if i streamed the fire team chat but if you guys are receptive to that cool because when i've streamed PUBG in the past people did not like it true <laughs> interesting so, yeah, yeah. you gotta figure and, out which games your audience and, and it's 50 yeah. 50 so it sounds like for the for the people who are a fan of fire team chat they do want it to see it maybe stay destiny but they don't want us to shy away from maybe comparing other games or doing something else that is maybe named a different show that focuses on other games so something to maybe try in the yep. future i like this one uh pierce says thanks for another great episode dudes and that was all he said no, I'm just kidding. Perfect. <laughs> great, great comment. Now, <laughs> I have a couple of comments to add. You guys nearly said it, but didn't quite get there. In reference to some of the differences between Destiny 2 and Fortnite and how they handle fixes, being very open, in other words. Mm. Yeah. Um, and quick, quick. I think Fortnite, because it's a game from a smaller company, correct, has less stakeholders and less checks and balances. All correct. This is what allows them to fix things quickly. Bungie having to respond to a community that is huge and angry, frustrated, disengaged is unable to because they have had to check with so many bigwigs at different levels. That is true now. I think there was a time when they had a little bit more of an opportunity to do that. Yeah. But now there's – I think – I don't know. It's sort of a weird time. I think they're getting fewer checks and balances because they're just like – well, everything's on fire. Just try something different. Yeah, they're, you know, this, this, that's is, what it this is a great comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is. this really I think summarizes yeah. what Destiny is experiencing. Yeah. And I've talked about this with smaller developers candidly. That like, well, but, yeah. sorry, Duncan, let me finish. So everybody has context between Bungie and Activision. There are probably so many egos that feel 
They have had input. It slows the process of a fix nearly to a crawl. I could be wrong, but as a fan, I certainly want clarification as to why the heck it takes so long to fix concerns with the community. Well, they are so quick to fix issues. They must be discussing behind closed doors. Farming rep tokens is a perfect example on that. Destin was spot on when he said not to change things about the game that brought people back to the world. Sean is right as well that hardcore players aren't interested in wasting their time. We find the most efficient way to play the game, get the most out of it, and go do the next thing we enjoy about the game. Hopefully the next expansion will draw us back in. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Yep. Yeah, that was a good that comment. Was good. It was a really good comment, and thank you for leaving it. I, yeah. I feel Pierce. very similarly about a lot of things, so thanks, Pierce. Yep. Yeah. So, But yeah, and I mean, there's that's the thing. There's really not a whole lot else to say. Like, everybody sees this stuff. We feel it because yeah. we're playing the game. You know that's the case. It does seem like Iron Banner, they kind of remove some of those things. It doesn't seem to be there's going to be a cap. It doesn't seem... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, see, that's, I mean, do you want me to read that one? You can read that one, CJ. Okay, basically, and then one of the last comments where I was kind of engaging I like a couple people. One. It's like, if at Burger King you go there, you can get your money back if you're not satisfied with the product. At which I replied, do you eat the whole meal first before you ask for a refund? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, that's just, that's a really tough question. It is. Like you, really. you and I were talking about this yeah. off camera a little bit. We'll, we'll wrap it up after this. Like, yeah, when you've played a game uh, for how many hours? Let's say even a hundred hours. I checked. I'm at about three hundred. Yeah, think. and I'm at. I think, no, I was more. Maybe. Yeah, you're yeah. a little more. I'm at like yeah. 160 or something like that. Um, there becomes this point in time where you go, okay, um, you know, whether or not you want to spend microtransaction and money, like you're, you're not forced to. Obviously, yeah. it's leading you in that direction. But at some point in time, there, there needs to be some accountability for, okay, you don't need to buy those things. Yeah. It is not mandatory, but you choose to. So, you know what you do in, in World of Warcraft is you cancel your subscription. And I feel like that that's a, a really nice like lever that oh, can be pulled. Oh, that's really interesting. Actually. Yeah. They like if, if you feel yeah. like the game is going in a bad direction, you're like, screw it, I'm out. I'm pulling this lever. I am ejecting from this ship. Yeah. There's no real mechanism for that in Destiny. I feel like some Don't people, buy the DLC, rightfully maybe. so, right. yeah, have, have Don't felt Don't pre-buy the DLC. Don't buy a microtransaction but or anything. Yeah. I, I think I'm in a place where I purchased Destiny. I probably spent – I spent money on silver. I like ordered a little pin. Son of I'm the problem. <laughs> uh, this was season one when I thought it might be okay. Maybe turned out it wasn't okay. Um, but so I, I put all that money in. I don't regret any of it. I had a lot of fun experiences in Destiny Two uh, with raiding, with trials. Yeah, even though there was disconnects. I had good times. I had a lot of bad times. There were a lot of things that Destiny Two taught me about how not to make a game like this. And that <laughs> might, may sound like defeatist, but like that's an experience that I I cherished. I got to come on the show, yeah, make a lot of friends. Moment, like, man. I had a good time. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to ask for a refund. It's a very personal thing. I'm not going to tell you, you can't ask for a refund yeah. or shouldn't at this point, but like, that doesn't seem like a great move. Yeah. Again, like I've, yeah, I've, I ate all of my burger. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> I need my money back. This burger wasn't great. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's the huge question is that's the reason why Fortnite and, and Warframe and some of these free to play games, people feel like maybe that's a better model. I think mm -hmm. that might be the conversation moving forward. Like, you know, is mm -hmm. this the best way? Is Destiny, hey, buy 60 bucks and then a bunch of DLCs? Maybe it's a subscription thing. Maybe, you know, there's a different way that they need to, you know, think about moving forward. But, um, yeah. That's I think that's that's another probably a full episode show yeah. that we could have a conversation about uh, in the future. To, to me, and this is the final thing I'm going to say, and then we'll outro. Uh, I'm just I'm fascinated by what has happened with Destiny, mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to look at everything that has gone wrong, and it's going to be an interesting road to see how they make adjustments product wise yes. and have those discussions together. As, as it happens. It's the journey, man. Like, that's what I've said. People use, like, oh, it's like buying a used car or it's like, you know, a, a, an ex-girlfriend. Like, I, like, all these analogies, like, mm -hmm. 
just stop. It's like buying a video game for $60, not liking it, and then not playing it. And that's yeah. really what it is. <laughs> you, you could do 50 million examples in the world. The reality is I enjoy the experience like an of – abusive relationship. I know. Dude, I've I saw heard the comments, them all. I'm like, whoa. And I don't think like, – no. <laughs> uh, anyways, the reality is I am along for the journey. That means there's going to be highs and lows. Mm-hmm. We are in a low. Uh, but again – you know, we'll we'll see what happens in the next few months with it. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me on thank the you. show. Thank you. To all of you. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.